The Sons of Liberty is a politically neutral organization. We believe that the Judeo-Christian ethic has provided the principles upon which this nation was founded. It is our belief that these principles provide not only the foundation and framework for American government and society, but are also essential to the maintenance of a fair and just society. All program content is based on a Christian biblical worldview. One of you said to me recently that we shouldn't rock the boat. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I want to tell you that I am a boat rocker. I will not wear the mask. 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 I will not wear a mask. I will not get the vaccine. I will not get the vaccine. And I will not get the vaccine. I will resist evil. I will resist evil. I will resist evil. I will submit to God. I will submit to God. I will submit to God. In the Lord, I will praise his word. In God, I have put my trust, and I will not be afraid. Hear my prayer, O Lord, and let my cry come to you. Do not hide your face from me in the day. For the Lord is the great God, and the great King above all. Rise up, O judge of the earth. Render punishment to the proud. Lord, how long will the wicked, how long will the wicked chime? Righteousness and justice are the foundation of this I hate the work of those who follow With my mouth I will make known your faithfulness to all generations. For I have said, mercy shall be built up forever. Your faithfulness you shall stand. On an instrument of ten strings, on the lute and on the harp, with harmony sound. For you, O Lord, have made me glad through your works. I will you, triumph Lord, in the works of are on high forevermore. For behold, your enemies shall perish. All the workers of iniquity shall be scattered. I will defy tyrants. 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 And with that, good day, America. Welcome, Christians, conservatives, constitutionalists, liberals, libertarians, communists, Islamists, LGBTQ, RSTV, WXYZ people. All the boat rockers in the house and anybody else I may have missed to the Sons of Liberty Radio Show here on Red State Talk Radio where we use the Bible and the Constitution, not to see who's on the right or the left, but who is on the straight and narrow. I'm your host, Tim Brown, coming to you live from the U.S.-occupied state of South Carolina, the editor at SonsOfLibertyMedia.com, and for our Muslim friends, I'm the infidel that Allah warns you about. I hold to the book, the Bible, as the authoritative word of God. Glad that you guys have joined us this morning. If you'd like to check us out online, please do so, SonsOfLibertyRadio.com, and also SonsOfLibertyMedia.com. In fact, if you're listening by way of Red State Talk Radio, and you'd like to watch the video portion of the radio show. That's right. You can see the face that's made for radio. Head over to SonsOfLibertyMedia.com. And there you'll see two videos at the top of the screen. The one on the left side is Bradley's show from yesterday. So if you missed that and you want to catch that, you can do so up until 3 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Central at SonsOfLibertyMedia.com, at which time he should be live in that little area right there. On the right side of the page is where we're at. Click on the play button, blow it up on whatever device you've got. Look for the Rumble icon in the bottom right-hand corner and click on that, and you can join us in the chat on Rumble. We're also streaming live to Rumble at Sons of Liberty Radio Live. 
Also on BeforeIt'sNews.com, top of the page there, DLive.TV at The Sons of Liberty, as well as a number of Facebook pages that bear my name, and also Twitch.TV at Real Tim Brown. And if you're on t- uh, Twitter, for whatever that's worth, the Real Tim Brow 2. Leave off the end off the end of my name, put a 2 there, and you're good to go. The Real Tim Brow 2. And uh, you can catch us there on Twitter as well. Right up under that is where you can sign up for our email newsletter. One of those goes out each night between 7 and 8 Eastern. And uh, so be sure to do that. And if you want our ministry email, you want to see what we're doing. We're, we'll probably be having some um, highlights of the California ministry trip last week in this week's email. <laughs> the ministry email which is at sonsoflibertyradio.com. So just go there, front page, you can sign up for it right there, and then that'll be out on Saturday at some time. Uh, But usually that's some exclusive content telling you what we're doing out among the people. It's not just a radio show, it's not just uh, internet, but we're out among the people teaching them our Christian constitutional heritage. And uh, more and more, you know, the people, It's it, it really is interesting to see how hungry the people are to understand what the Word of God says and how does it apply. Not just what it says, but how it applies. And um, so, yeah, if you're interested in checking that out, sonsoflibertyradio.com, sign up for that email uh, there. It goes out once a week on Saturdays. And finally, if you wish to keep us out there doing all the stuff that we're doing, there's a donate button at the top of sonsoflibertymedia.com. Click on that and make a one-time donation. Or partner with us monthly as a son or daughter of liberty. And again, we appreciate your support very much. We really do. Because we can't do what we do without uh, you guys uh, and supporting us. I mean, we can do things, but we won't be able to do it to the extent that we are. Okay? So we do thank you for that. All right. I'm going to touch one thing, and then we're going to get on with Lynn because we're going to probably go overtime today. So I know some of you like that, and that's fine. Uh, But uh, this is Rotten of the Core Wednesday. And I want to just kind of finish off what we've been on the last two days, which has to do with, you know, this death of uh, Diamond of Diamond and Silk. And <clears throat> letting Silk say what she said, the first day, you know, we had her, where she said, I'm not a conspiracy theorist. Back that up. Don't know what happened to her sister, at least from our standpoint. Um, but I have one short little clip somebody sent me yesterday that I want to play from that thing, uh, the, uh, the memorial that they had for her sister. Um, but we do have this out. This was... Uh, this was sent to me yesterday. Uh, this is from the Blaze. The death certificate indicates Diamond died of heart disease. Now, I you know I went through here and I'm not seeing what particular kind of heart disease is sort of a vague thing. Uh, we're not told is this uh, some kind of myocarditis. We're not told if this had to. Uh, you know, I I told you during the talks that I had. Um, read where she had, because I didn't watch the ladies. I saw like a couple of minutes of them on two or three things, and that was it. Um, the the entire time they, they've been doing whatever they were doing. And <clears throat> so with this, it doesn't tell us anything. It doesn't, it doesn't tell us what she had, when she had it or anything. But some people had told me, hey, she had talked about her high blood pressure for a while. And, you know, I know both ladies carry some extra weight and all of that puts a strain on the heart it really does and um so this could be just a natural thing it really could be because people when they have this stuff they do die pretty suddenly it kind of comes on them at times heart attacks are not something that happens over a period of time they they just happen but this is at least the official cause of death and uh if you guys listen to bradley there was a gentleman uh, many of you probably saw him nationally as he was at Ron Johnson's um, 
meeting that they had to talk about these COVID shots, he lost his son. And he was offered money, relocation, renaming, all this kind of stuff by FEMA if he'd just go along with the official narrative and change the record of what, you know, what happened to his son. And he wouldn't do it. Now, friends, that tells you something if government wants to come in and they want you to lie to the people. There ain't no fixing a government like that except to abolish it, as the Declaration of Independence says, to dissolve it. There's no fixing it. It's got to be got. It's got to be done away with. Okay, and that's my message. That's going to be my message. Nobody's going to change my mind on that. It's got to be done. And this was the other clip that I was sent, and um, <clears throat> this is also Silk speaking. And I think it's worth it's worth at least hearing. You know, I'm trying to be fair with all of this. I had people coming in saying you're being petty about the necromancy. I didn't say it. I played her words. She's not saying that my my sister would have come up here and said these things. She's saying I had a conversation with my sister. And she said something like she opened her spirit up to let her write through her. That's auto writing. That that's not Christianity. That's not in fact we went through the scriptures yesterday. That is I mean that's the very spirit of antichrist when you're saying, "Hey, would you like a preacher? A preacher of what?" Apparently, it's not a preacher of the gospel. You want to preach what you feel? Uh, and, then, and then you see the reading. It's all political. It's all political. And I would be demanding justice. I would be demanding answers in it if I thought something nefarious was going on. But to make it political, to push Donald Trump, come on. You have got to be kidding me. And I'm still looking for the emotion to come out. Because I know just, look, you guys see me. You guys send me an encouraging note or something and I can hardly hold it together because I'm sitting here going why would anybody think anything of this guy and here's a lady who's this her sister's been there her whole life she did this show together with her and I the clips I've seen that are minutes long she's recounting all this stuff and not one moment of trying to hold something back I don't know I and I know some people have said they question whether she's dead or not I, I'm not I I'm I have that in the back of my mind, okay? I'm just going to tell you. Because I don't know what to believe when you get it on this stuff. I All I can do is play the video for you. So here's the video, and then we're going to get to land. Check it out. And another thing. Instead of asking if Americans are vaxxed or unvaxxed, the real question to ask is, are Americans being poisoned? Now that's a good question. That in is a wild, good question. When they want to depopulate and sterilize a large group of animals, they usually inject one animal. And then that one animal infect the rest of the animals. So technically, and according to the science, it doesn't matter if you're vaxxed or not. As long as the gain of function allows one injected person to transfer now the narrative is another there person, the gain of function out of China another person eventually everyone will be affected in one way or the other that's the narrative okay just so everybody's clear that's the narrative blame it on China gain of function so in case some of you been hiding under a rock or still stuck in denial people are dropping dead around here 
and nobody's talking about it. They're dropping dead suddenly and unexpectedly. The catchphrase is sad, S-A-D, sudden adult death syndrome. Many calls it a conspiracy theory. I call it murder. Okay. All right. So I, I agree with that. I agree with that. But I want you to notice that the narrative is it's going back to China. It's going back to gain the fund. And look, I know Fauci spent a bunch of money, our money, unconstitutionally. Donald Trump didn't stop him either. Okay. And Donald Trump's sitting right there in front of her. Why isn't she calling out the father of the vaccine? No, she does what we had yesterday. She makes it political to push the father of the vaccine back to the White House for his run in 2024. Does anybody else not have a problem with that and a suspicion about what the nature is of what she's portraying there? I, if you don't have a suspicion about that, I wonder if you're really awake. You may claim you're awake. I wonder if you're awake. Told Lynn this this morning. She goes, oh, well, you know, they were part of the machine. I said, I know. I know. And people said, no, no, no. They were answered to prayer. They came out of nowhere in this. Yeah, they came out of nowhere. And they had all this backing. And they got millions of people. How does that happen? Because I don't see anybody else who actually tells you the truth get that kind of audience. I just, I don't see it. Anyway, this is Rotten to the Core Wednesday. And as always, we have with us. The Common Core Diva, Lynn Taylor. Good morning, Lynn. Good to see you. Well, good to see you. I tell you what, the BSN horse hockey is flying already, and we haven't even gotten to what we need to talk about. <laughs> well, yeah, I, you know, the part of this is it, it really, I guess one of the things is, look, it doesn't bother me that people disagree with me. That's just, that's a fact and evidence. People are going to disagree. Right. What's amazing is the people who come in, like uh, yesterday, and uh, people that I I don't even know, they haven't been in the chat before, uh, mm-hmm. making all kinds of accusations. Oh, Tim, you're bearing false witness. Well, I never, I said, this is what I think. This is my opinion. But when I play these things like what she said yesterday, which was clear necromancy, I even sent it over to Bradley. He goes, oh, that's, that's so obvious. I don't know why anybody would argue it. Uh, but people want to justify the unjustifiable. When it's clear, they claim to be Christian, you give them the word of God, and you say, God says don't do this. And here's examples. Don't do it. This guy's doing it. This guy's doing it. Don't do it. This, there's bad stuff from this. And yet they will justify it. Why? I'm going to tell you why. Because they've made idols out of these people. It fits and, the narrative. And yeah. what is the narrative? The narrative is to prop up the right. entire GOP as your bona fide savior of your family. That's it's right. reason why... I can say that is because just yesterday, Virginia Fox, okay, that wicked woman from here in North Carolina who sat there before God and everyone and said that all education is career tech education has come out with a new press release from her subcommittee that she chairs doing what? Praising another rhino republican for the conservants or conservatives to buy into to say oh yes we're propping up school choice the entire gop is going to now prop it up because this will be the one thing that saves your family now here's why i bring this in because in betsy devos's diatribe called hostages no more which will be a whole nother series on page 169 tim i quote you 
Dr. Virginia Fox, the Republican Chair of the House Education and Workforce Committee, explained the damage of this message as well as passionately as anyone else. I highly doubt that. They haven't seen me. Okay. Uh, she goes on to say, quote, she often repeated the mantra, all education is career education, and Betsy ends it with, she was right, end quote. Now, how does that play into today? You're going to be asking me, because we have national mainstream media using Greenville, South Carolina as the model city for the nation to prop up enslavement known as cradle to grave workforce training known as career tech education. Greenville, South Carolina. Hello. Yeah. Yeah. And, and if anybody's been to Greenville, uh, it ain't all that in a bag of chips. It really isn't. Um, we're literally, <laughs> we're literally about an hour from there. I spent several months down there working uh, on some condos for fire systems years ago, and it's not all that. And then now they're wanting to do the school choice thing. And, you know, Lynn, I was talking with Bradley yesterday, and I said, mm -hmm. I notice often, and he made mention of this with when he gets into, if his title of his show is, uh, is, is, a, is a Bible theme, people won't tune in. And if we have an education theme, People tend to not tune in. Now, I know some people are listening. I know some people are faithful right. to listen and, and take in information and use it. So I'm not talking to you guys. But there are a lot of people who drop off. And I told him, I said, the information that you give, I know mm -hmm. some people's eyes glaze over. But the fact of the matter is, this is the stealth attack on America because they're hitting oh, yes. the kids, which which influences every generation. And the parents haven't caught on to it. Not my school. My school didn't. Well, let me ask you something, Christian parents. Does your does your school teach a biblical worldview or does it teach a pagan worldview and a statist worldview? If it's doing that, why would you send young impressionable minds into a place to be indoctrinated by statists and pagans under the guise of Christianity, many of them claim? Why would you do that and then expect them to not come out pagans or statists? That doesn't make any sense. But it's because of the influence of what the things that you bring here Lynn, that people have been educated who listen, mm -hmm. and they're actually letting their voice be heard and exposing what's going on in their own communities uh, straight out of Washington and out of their states. Right. And, and we should. But here's the thing. With school choice, the fallacy was destroyed. You don't have school choice. You haven't since 2015. Not true school choice. And people are still propping it up. Why? Because Jeb Bush is behind the National School Choice Week Foundation. And those yellow scars that I saw that you had on the header shot, those are the, that's the color for school choice. Yep. Now, why would school choice be attached to career tech education? Because career tech education was branded as the adult common core to uh, cover their backside when this Common Core machine rolled into town. STEM is part of it too, but we know that STEM was the career tech education from the United Nations with a new acronym stuck on it because we have to all get into science, technology, engineering, and math. Well, on the stuff that I have found for Greenville and South Carolina, as well as 26 other states, so it's not just South Carolina, it's not just Greenville, 
STEM has been turned into STEAM, which is science, technology, engineering, uh, arts, and math. And we've talked about these, all of these different brands. We've talked about the stream that started in the Catholic Church that pulls in the reading and the writing. So you cannot divorce the fact that when politicians, educrats use words like all and any, they don't stop it at the public school system because STEM and career tech education are available to homeschoolers, hybrid schoolers, parochial schoolers, magnet schoolers, uh, IB students, uh, uh, private institutions, uh, higher education institutions. I mean, my Lord in heaven, if you had seen the pulpit that I get up on and do, and preach this stuff, you would understand the, be, the, 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 the impressions that my feet have made because I've had to get up on this pulpit so much to, to tell you this. And people still wanted, Oh no, we're going to go with Virginia Fox. We're going to go with Betsy DeVos. We're going to go with the Republicans because after all, they're going to save us from those evil, mean Democrats. Well, guess what? The Democrats are backing this same garbage up, too. Well, that's right. And I get the idea for anybody who's read 1984 or even Brave New World, you get the same kind of concept. They take the kids when they're little. They push them away from everything that should be historical, real science, real geography, all this kind of stuff, and real history. They put them away from there, and they want to make them all cookie-cooker. You've got to think the same way. Spit out yeah. this date. Spit out this person's name. Spit out what they did. But there's no context to why they did what they did, what was the impact of that, how did that influence the culture, or anything like that. They don't see God's hand in that because they don't have a worldview. And so everybody comes out of the indoctrination centers, and I can test to it because I was in one too. You come out of there, and you go, what am I going to do with my life? What's what's even the purpose of my life? Mm-hmm. And they've missed the point that God is at work in history. He's not created the world. You know, he's. I don't have a deist concept that he spun it out there, and he's just kind of letting things go. No, he's actively involved, and this is what our children are missing, and this is why they're turning to anything and everything under the sun, and while they're letting it come in to indoctrinate them, Lynn, and we're losing our kids over this. This is the very thing I quoted yesterday from Psalm. He says, the nation will be turned into hell, and you're seeing hell come into the United States literally right in front of our eyes. But what do you got for us today? Well, you know, here's the thing. You're not having that wonderment of what can I do with my life because because of this system training you for workforce, it's already assigned you what you're going to be doing. And we've, we've spent tons of shows on that. But I wanted to show you this particular new press release. This is from Hetchinger Report. And it's the, the article is titled, What Happened When a South Carolina City Embraced Career Tech Education for Who? All Its Students. Now, remember, from a from the Common Core machine, from the government, when you use words like any and all, it, it, it incorporates the entire student population, not select few. Get that through your head. It is not just public school students. 
Okay, so the article goes on to tell you, and it's got all kinds of facts and figures, Tim, that are part of the narrative. But here's a quote from the article that I wanted everyone to understand that backs up what Virginia Fox has been saying because she's a died in the red Republican. Well, now we're going to talk about the secretary of education who's a died in the wool blue Democrat who says, and it's in the article, quote, Every student should have access to an education that aligns with industry demands and evolves to meet the demands of tomorrow's global workforce, end quote. Now, why would I get upset about that? Because in the PCAST report that was handed to Obama when he first got into office, the, only the second document he was ever handed. The other one was the nation, the nation's report on education. The second one was this PCAST report that propped up the need for STEM, which said, you know, we're going to incorporate STEM education to create a STEM people, to create STEM jobs for a STEM economy for a greater global good. And what does Cardona say? Tomorrow's global workforce. If they're not related, then I don't have gray hair. Mm. But you do. Now, I do. So guess what? It's true. <laughs> it's uh -huh. right. That's okay. right. Okay. Number, number two. Okay. So in this particular new article that came out just a few days ago, Tim, you'll see that Hedger references a report that they did back in June of 2022. And here's what they called career tech education and the shift in education from academics. Oh, where have we heard that before? Mm -hmm. Hello? What have I been saying for years? The shift from ed, uh, academics to workforce. And here they're calling it the big blur. B-I-G space B-L-U-R. The big blur. And they went on to tell you in this former article that is also linked in with the new one that this is not a new shift. Well, duh. What have I been telling you since 2008, Tim? Okay. It goes on to tell you that Texas, Louisiana, Delaware, Illinois, and Colorado at that point were jumping on the bandwagon. This new article will tell you, oh, it's just Greenville. But guess what? If you go to the National Education Commission in their reports, which I will have in the archives for you, in 2016, here were the other states, the states that preceded Texas, Louisiana, Delaware, Illinois, and Colorado, Arizona, California, Florida. Remember DeSantis going, oh no, we got rid of Common Core. We replaced yep. it with career tech education. Well, bingo, 2016. Uh-huh. Kansas, Ohio, Utah, and Virginia, who swore they never got Common Core. And I called that one out years ago. Okay. Uh, North Carolina, just last week I mentioned this. We took $3 million to do what? increase career tech education. So it wasn't bad enough that we took $4 million under Race to the Top to align our children to Common Core. No, we're now taking $3 million more to confine their futures. And that's and exactly oh, what they're doing. 
defining features. It's just Greenville. But the reason why I wanted to show Greenville was because in this particular report by Hettinger, they're not calling out a high school, Tim. They're not calling out a community college or a university. They're calling out and exemplifying an elementary school. I kid you not. And if you'll go to that particular article, it's A.J. Wittenberg Elementary School of what? Say it with me. Engineering. Engineering. Yes. And Michelin is one of the public-private sponsors. It's a public school that your South Carolina taxpayer dollars pay for that aligns to the United Nations bread stem for these little people. And they have uniforms. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Okay. It will tell you that they also are aligning themselves to not only Michelin, oh, goody, but the other workforce minions that are located in Greenville, South Carolina, because after all, the Chamber of Commerce is in on this. Mm. And if you and later in the show, we'll have uh, some stuff about the Greenville Chamber of Commerce, because I wanted to use this as an example for folks of where they can look in their local area. But I want to also point out in this particular article by Hetchinger that has just come out, they'll also talk about attendance zones. They'll talk about what's known as PTIC, which I exposed back in 2014, which is nothing more than programming tech courses or coding is what they're now called jobs for the future which is a government funded initiative to do what cradle to grave indoctrination and then also the cardona tweet that we just featured about getting everyone in on the global workforce for tomorrow yeah lynn one of of the things is you're saying this they get into all this minute details about stuff yes uh, about how to control it I, i gotta tell you this sounds This is exactly what communism does. Mm -hmm. Of course, it does it in the business realm, but it tries to do it in the education realm, too. Was Aristotle was saying, give me the kid till he's seven, I'll show you the man. And and many of these, the Nazis, the communists and stuff, they'll say the same thing. Give me that child just for a few years. Four years. Four years. Four years. And I'll I'll, I'll determine which way he's going to go. And this is why Deuteronomy 6 is so important, parents. You're the ones to have them those years, those impressionable years. You're to put the commands of God not only in your heart, but then you're to express them to your children and teach them diligently. Why? Because these guys are using something against you you're not doing because you send them to the public school. Or you send them to... uh, Or the charter school, or yeah. Yeah, you send them to initiatives that are tied to this. But here's why we're seeing so much business in education. Because we have fascist public-private partnerships. We also have the Business Roundtable, which is a global entity that has several United States corporations that got on the Common Core machine bandwagon way back when and said, oh, yes, we want to align education to workforce. We also have former administrations from uh, Bush the first all the way to our present who have said, we're going to align 
education and labor. We have one particular administration who bent over backwards and handed you the jar of Vaseline while they were doing this going, we're going to do this to you. And it was Trump and it was DeVos. And they went down to Argentina to do what? Sign a global uh, agreement to unknowingly assign America the same merger between education and labor that almost every other country government in this entire world has done with their education ministry, and that is to combine it and match it with labor. And if you don't know anything else, know this, that when the Every Student Succeeds Act was put into Mm. de facto Mm -hmm. rule, Health and Human Services got the biggest power push. Labor was dead second, and education was absolutely the screen door that hits you in the backside. Yep. Now, Lynn, you know Trump was the greatest president. He, there's no way he's involved in that. I'm sorry. BS and horse hockey <laughs> times infinity on that one. No. I think I think people not. need to they need to keep hearing that. Because they're already pushing to 2024. They need to hear both of these, Any whoever they put up is going to be pushing this agenda here that's going after their kids and it's going after them. It's going after well, them too. Especially if they recycle Trump. Who do you think he's going to pick his education series? Oh, sorry. No. Mm-mm. He's not going to pick her. She's going to buy her seat back and that will be DeVos. And then this entire book. This entire diatribe that she wrote about propping up parental freedom through school choice, which is one of the biggest lies ever known to mankind, is going to come back to fruition because guess what? While she sits there and tells you, oh, I hate common color, she props up what? Career tech education as well as STEM. And if you don't remember, she and Ivanka went on a nationwide tour through America to go to for-profit schools and higher education schools, one of which was in the town that I live in, to do what? Prop up the need for America to become STEM. Yeah, incredible. Incredible. But, but yet, it's the it's the greatest administration. Oh, please. I could administrate better than that. Okay, getting back to this elementary school. I'm so sorry, y'all. I'm on a roll today. Okay, getting back to this particular elementary school. This is from their main about page, and the link will be in here. This is a quote, Tim. The school opened in the fall of 2010 with pre-kindergarten through second grade. AJW is the short uh, is the acronym for the school added a grade level each year until it complete was complete with K4 through 5th grade for the 2013-14 academic year. It's 88232 uh, square foot facility features a three-story atrium with flexible STEM labs visible from both the inside and the outside of the building. It is one of the most technologically advanced schools in the state. Students program and build Lego. Hello, I told you way back when they were aligned. Robots or design and development uh, develop a product via 3D printers. The interior walls of the labs are mostly glass so the children can see the activity and be inspired to learn. 
Throughout and be school, easy target, easy soft targets for anybody who wants to shoot them. By the way, throughout the school, there's a focus on teamwork, problem solving, and last but not least, social emotional learning. Incredible. Now let that sink in. We have a glass prison. Yep. So your child can be inspired. What about the one like me who would look out there going, I'd rather be outside? Are they going to start painting the windows like they did when I was in fourth grade? So probably. you couldn't daydream? Yeah, probably. Absolutely. Okay. Also, you will see there is an attachment that will go over uh, from the school, their essential mindset or social and emotional engineering, Tim, for the 18 uh, supposed attributes that each one of these little STEM minions is supposed to have. And that will be in the archives for everyone. But if you are curious and you can't see this particular image, number one, when responding to an adult, you must answer, say, yes, ma'am, or no, sir, or yes and no, followed by their name. Now, God forbid, if you have one of these teachers, Tim, that decides, oh, no, I'm not a he or a she. What the Heck are you supposed to do then? Okay. Number two, practice whole body listening during class assemblies and school events. In other words, don't fidget. Okay. Number three, during discussions, respect other students' comments, opinions, and ideas. In other words, don't interrupt. Well, okay. I know some interruption is needed. Some is not. But again, that should be a parent's duty, not the school's duty. Number four, if you win or do well at something, do not brag. And if you lose, do not show anger. I'm going to leave that one alone. Do not smack your lips, tisk, roll your eyes, or show disrespect with gestures. Uh, <clears throat> I'm just going to leave that one alone too. Learn from your mistakes and move on. Number three, uh, excuse me, seven. When in line, keep your hands to yourself, move quietly and with purpose. Number eight, report all bullying to adult like see something or say something. Oh, the Homeland Security got in there, didn't they? <laughs> yeah, buddy. Okay, but look at the tagline of the school, Tim. Engineers, not students, not children. Engineers who make a world of difference. Oh, my gosh. Number nine, be the best you you can be. And there's Osteen. Yeah. Oh, boy. Okay, number 10, greet others and make others feel welcome. Well, what if I'm having a bad day and I want to tell you just to go fly a kite, you know? Number 11, no matter what the circumstances, be honest. Number 12, always say please and thank you. 13, oh, this is rich. Do not ask for a reward because one will be assigned to you. Number 14, clean up after yourself and help keep our school clean. Number 15, find a good reason to laugh every day. What if I'm having a bad day and I'm sad? Okay, number 16, appreciate diversity and celebrate uniqueness. 17, be a problem solver. And 18, finally, character is who you are in the dark. Really? That's not what I understood character to be. Well, I think there is I think there is some character issues. You are who you are when nobody else is around. And, and but and, it's demonstrate okay. it should be demonstrated not just then, it should be demonstrated every moment of your life. 
And, but where uh, so, is character yeah. rooted? It is not in A.J. Whitman's no, right. School of Engineering. You're right. It is not in STEM. It is not in comic common core it should be from the bible base that your parents give you oh that's exactly right that's exactly right okay let's move on the public private partnerships for this elementary school of engineering you'll see who they are we have that for you in the archives you'll see there's floor which i don't know what they do oh good old government electronics I'm sorry, that was GE at one point. We have Michelin, which I've already talked about. They, oh, look, Tim, we got a First Baptist Church. Well, that makes it all all right, doesn't it? <laughs> I'm just going to move on. And okay. we got an Episcopal Church. Oh, buddy, I tell you what, that makes it all the better, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. Okay, let's just move on. All right, from 2019, I showed uh, give you the link to my article on how colluded North Carolina had become for the enslavement agenda cloaked as career tech education and STEM. And that is called when push comes to shove. And if you cannot see this, what I have for you is a graphic and you'll see this is supposed to be an eclipse and eclipsing the sun, which is supposed to be academics. We have the moon which is in its dark form saying workforce development. So if that is a a appropriate illustration for 2023, there you go. Because this is, this has been what has been the agenda all along. So that was 2019. So four years ago. Okay. But I knew it even before then, because the minute that that, uh, uh, every student succeeds at was signed into de facto rule. School choice was wiped out on page 17, and in in its place was put workforce development, career tech education, and STEM when it embedded the Workforce Innovation and Opportunity Act as the national standards for all education. And again, all education means every choice that you think you have. Okay, now... We're going to go to the Chamber of Commerce because I want folks to see and hear the propaganda that's coming from the Chamber. And let's not forget, let it not be lost, that eons ago, when Bill Gates gave $100 million to the U.S. Department of Commerce to dole out to the states to improve and increase and embed career tech education for workforce alignment that South Carolina was one of the first dogs at that bowl. Okay. Yep, they absolutely were. uh, Let's go to the Chamber of Commerce because it will tell you here. If you want to know how livable Greenville is, well, you can live here. You can work here. You can love here. But I, this, this last phrase, you can career here. What do you think they mean by that, Tim? Oh, they want you working there. Oh, yes. And not because you want to, but because you can be a cog in the wheel. Yep. Absolutely. Okay. Now, From that, we're going to go to the policy agenda guide. Now, the reason I wanted to point this out was, as I said earlier, I'm trying to give you clues, people, of where to look in your neighborhood or your area or your state. Your Chamber of Commerce is going to be one of those. 
uh, who your school partners with or who your after school program is aligned with because you know these after school programs are open to homeschoolers or those who are in hybrid schools or those who are in public school units uh, who were created by COVID who are not a true public school but they're being given public school dollars or those who are taking uh, ed scholarships or any of those things all right so chamber of commerce your school partnership all right your chamber's policy agenda. Now, why would this be a good smoking gun for local activists? Because agenda drives legislation and policy is the interpretation of that legislation, Tim. Policy is not law. Agenda is not law. But when you get enough idiots and bureaucrats and educrats in on the agenda, to drive the law, they can then predict the policy. So any of those three points is where your local activism can come in and throw a wrench in this machine. It absolutely can. Now, in the policy agenda, you're going to need to see pages six and seven. Now, this reads like one of those online magazines, so you're going to get two pages at once. And the reason why I wanted to show pages six and seven, Tim, is so that the people can see that when they're talking about state level agenda items, that STEM is in there under education and it's titled attainment. So we're not talking about, are you going to gain an education? We're talking about attaining. And why would that simple word phrase matter or that simple word change matter because attainment goes with mastery which goes with competency which goes with outcome and governments love to use the word outcome because it puts you in their, their predicted slot of where you will exist all right pages 10 and 11 will tell you on this in this particular document that the reason why we're doing this backs up a federal policy not a federal law which again might be constitutional or it might be de facto rule but one of the federal policies is to what you see it number one workforce needs not personal liberty and freedom which is what our government was supposed to protect, but workforce needs. On pages 16 and 17, it will show you how the South Carolina legislative process works. So again, if you ever needed a roadmap of where to affect change locally, there's, a, there's an example for you. It's how South Carolina bills become laws. Okay, on pages 18 and 19, it will tell you, here is a list of those people who supposedly represent you, although they're really representing the agenda and the policy and the corporate minions, but how to contact those locals. Because, you know, you might just find one who hasn't totally sold out yet. And then finally, on pages 26 and 27, you will see that the chamber has uh, priorities and legislative pull. Now, why would we need to 
bring out legislative pool, Tim, and P-U-L-L, okay, not pool, P-O-O-L, pool, because, again, we have corporations with Bill Gates' blessing who are backing the chamber, who have lined up with your state and local chambers to do what? Force this career tech education garbage into your neighborhood. And if you doubt that, come visit the county I live in and I can take you to the high schools who have been, uh, which have been built to do nothing but pump out the career tracks that are embedded not only in STEM, but in career tech education. And we called it innovation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it's happening down here in Rock Hill as well. And yeah. definitely in Greenville. Yeah, it absolutely is. So let's see here. Now, why would I bring this up as far as uh, all these local actions? Because you're absolutely right. The federal has, has been gone since since before you and I were born. The states... The minute they took government funding, they were gone. Local is pretty far gone, but not so far that if enough people got together, they could do something. Now, I also wanted to point out for you guys that if we go to the fiscal year 2023 budget for Greenville, again, another tool for you to use as an example, folks. Go to your general fund budget. Go to your line-by-line city budget, your school budget. Be that dogged researcher, okay? You'll see here all the different programs that they have that all these funds go into, and they will tell you sometimes in plain language, but sometimes in veiled language what they're about. And this will tell you that the fiscal 2023 budget is balanced as required by policy, not law, policy, and reflects revenue and expenditures that, and it gives you the total. It says it's based on your state Senate's current budget. Well, what is your state support? If you don't know what your state education budget supports, bad on you. You should. Okay, it goes on to tell you how the taxes are calculated. So if you ever wonder about your property tax or what's known as a mill tax that feeds back into your local libraries. And I've done articles on that. I've used uh, Michigan. Oh, haha. Ha. I've used Michigan as a, as an example for that. That's back on my blog too. But it says here. South Carolina school funding is set up to be a shared responsibility between the state and local taxpayers. However, under current state law, general funds are not just on property tax or your primary residency. It will go on to tell you. It tells you here how committed they are to showing you that education will be a profession that is not only a worthy endeavor, but a career that is financially sustainable. Oh, there's a global word there, okay? It goes on to tell you how they're going to increase all the funding for the teachers, but look at what the teachers are teaching. So if it's not if it's not in what the money's being spent for, it's what's in what's being taught. Okay, it goes on to tell you state mandates and it will tell you, okay, innovation and expansion. 
student growth, special education. So again, this is not just for public school students. If you have special needs students, this is it here. We're going to increase occupational therapy, Tim, and speech therapy. We're going to increase school psychologists because after all that social and emotional learning, oh, we need more mind benders. Okay, it's going to go on to tell you how we're going to have alternative education. Mastery-based education is in here. Well, that goes in with what Charlotte Isderbeet has been warning, had warned us about for eons before she passed. And that was competency-based, mastery-based, outcome-based education was nothing more than the Prussian-Russian communist model come to life. Yep, that's exactly what it is. Career center certifications, they're going to up it by $20,000 just in Greenville. Now, that's not the entire state. So, people, I'm showing you where you can look. Okay. Going to take a breather for just a second. Marching band uniform allocation. Hello. Yes, buddy. Okay. Now, you have the entire absolute goat rope of a mess of student loans that is facing our nation, right? Well, South Carolina student loan has a charitable foundation, Tim, and they're going to take part of their student loan and they're going to contribute it back to the Greenville's uh, child enslavement centers known as in elementary schools. Oh, I, I like schools. that. I might yes, I might pick are. that up. You might want to coin that. Child enslavement centers. That's actually good. Okay. Uh, this is resource number nine. If you'll go to that one, I want folks to be able to hear and see this one. So this one will tell you how this South Carolina Student Foundation is pumping $30,000 into schools like this Wittinger Elementary School for Engineers. And it will tell you that, oh, yes, we're doing micro grants. Now, what the heck is a micro grant? It's a grant, which is a glorified loan, which at some point needs to be paid back. If it's not through uh, some sort of taxation, it will be through a pound of flesh. But micro grants are precisely what you think. They're tiny grants. So in other words, instead of me coming out here saying, I'm going to give you a billion dollars to enslave your child. I'm going to come over here. I'm going to give you this teeny amount of $30,000 and maybe you won't notice what I'm doing. <laughs> Lynn, we got about a minute here and I want to give that to oh. you. If you want to tell people where they can find out about you. And I know you had something you needed to update for people on. Oh, yes, absolutely. Uh, I absolutely am going to need some some financial help and, and prayer support to get me back to uh, a follow up appointment that's going to be out of state and out of town. So I will need financial help with that. If you go to the donate page on commoncordiva.com, Snowball is presently down. They need me to become a nonprofit before they can even think about giving me any money. You're going to either need to contact Tim to get uh, my Zelle information, or you're going to need to go to PayPal, and I can give uh, links for that if folks are interested, uh, or you can use snail mail. Uh, but yes, uh, that is coming up February the 7th, so yes, I will be out of town for that. Okay. Uh, if you wish to financially help me with that trip and those medical costs, that would be super. Uh, as we know, I'm healing, I'm doing wonderful, but i still got a long way to go, so there's that immediate need. Okay. 
Lynn, we appreciate you. Guys, catch us at sonsoflibertymedia.com for the rest of this. we still got several documents and things that we're going to go through. Lynn's going to take us through that. sonsoflibertymedia.com. Bradley, be with you at 3. Lord willing, we're going to be back with you in the morning, 6 a.m., bright and early. Talk to you then. See ya. All right, I want to welcome everybody coming over from Red State Talk Radio. And Lynn, I'm just going to hand it right back over to you. We were on okay. micro-grants. Yes, we were. Okay. Now, the reason why I want to tease this out is because here we have a state-level student loan charity. Well, Tim, I thought student loans were supposed to be, okay, I borrowed the money to go get my education, and I need to pay it back. So when and how did we formulate a state-level foundation that now has the money to go and bestow it on other kids who at some point are going to be in that debt machine as well. So there's a big question that folks in South Carolina need to be ruminating on and need to get to the bottom of, because I can guarantee you, if it's going on in South Carolina, think about all the other states that I mentioned uh, during the, the previous part of our show. Okay, think about the fact that as of this particular article that came out from Hetchinger, that we don't have just South Carolina. No, we have 27 other states, if not more, who have aligned to this big blur of we're going to move away from academics over to workforce. Think about it's been going on since before this article came out. So those are some questions to be asking. Where did they get the authority to hand out the money? How did they get in to the business of being a foundation in the first place. And second of all, the obvious question is, how did a state-level loan forgiveness entity become something that South Carolinians or other people across the nation, if you have these, don't know about? Or if you know about them, why are you not talking about them? Because the big question on the table, the big question that's going to be teased out in 2024 to prop up the narrative is that, oh, we have all these tax vouchers and savings accounts that's going to save us from student debt. No, you're not. They're going to be part of the enslavement. They're going to be part of the chain that puts you back back in the situation. And how do I know that? Because years ago on my blog, I found that there's an entity at a national level out there that will guarantee each person running for office a guaranteed, I kid you not, guaranteed return on investment dollar amount for every vote they get to pump back into what? Career tech education. And that amount is somewhere around $50,000. So you just put a price tag on every young person and every person in your district as a return on investment. Incredible. Now, does does that sound American? What no, it's fascist. Like? Yeah, it's fascist. That's, that's fascist. Oh, please. But, but, but here's the thing. And again, if people have not been paying attention and we've, we've covered, look, We've covered uh, every bit of this. Yeah, we we had a, a a great lady come in in the past couple of days and appreciate those comments. And she's like, "Well, what you've been on this two days? We, you know, go back in the archives, uh, friend. Go back in the archives. We've covered how you do things. The question is, is people are people doing it? Some people are. I've seen I've seen what they're doing locally, but with these kinds of things, 
it, it, you know, it, the people are going to have, they're going to have to be the ones to push it. And one of the things that, that they have mm-hmm. to get is they have to lose some of the indoctrination. We've talked about Abraham Lincoln before. You said, where did they get the authority? And where they're not? Well, that's where it all started. And I keep making reference to Arl Dabney, his great little book on secular education. He said, they're going to push this on the South. They've had it in the North. They pushed it on the South. This is why the South constitutions uh, included education in it. That was forced on them. Education is not the business of the state. It's the business of parents, period. I don't care what law they write. It's our business. It's our responsibility. God says so, Deuteronomy 6. And so uh, what they've done is they've taken that from us, and the people just sat back and said, hmm, okay. And we went from a country that had a literacy rate, literally here in in South Carolina, it was like in the 90 to 95 percentile, depending on if you're a rural or city, uh, that were literate, that were literate at that time. And that largely came from families just reading the Bible at the family dinner table and the breakfast table. That was a large part of what made their literacy. And God said he would bless them for that kind of stuff. So... I I want people to understand that history, Lincoln, the tyrant, and by the way, when you go visit his uh, his little shrine with the big idol of Lincoln there, notice what's there under his hand, the fasces, the same thing that's hanging up there in the Congress, uh, the fasces that's hanging there. They're showing you they're fascist, and people think that's that Lincoln's the greatest president, and yet here we are, we're, we're 170 years removed, and... The things that he implemented and that he was he was pushing, guess what? They weren't to free the slaves. They were to make everybody a slave. Yeah, absolutely. So the big question with the student loan organization, uh, and here's a question that I ask that I wanted you to ask, meaning general audience. Uh, the obvious question now becomes, with all the loan forgiveness, where or how will charities like a supposed uh, organization such as student loan foundations uh, fall on the taxpayer or will it be absorbed by big labor? Because what we're seeing is a lot of the supposed student loan forgiveness is treating it as taxable income. So you just had someone who probably isn't making much money, if at all, and now you've just told them, oh, well, you've got a taxable income that you need to, to pay up on. Well, what does that do? That throws you back into the system as a workforce uh, widget. It absolutely does. Okay. Uh, in the archives, you're going to have almost 20 or 25 different links to everything that we've been talking about today, because if we took the time to stop at every one, we'd be here probably till noon. But I just wanted folks to know that you're going to be getting so many links today that tie all this up in a neat little package for you. But again, this is done, this is done for you so that you can take it and run with it. Don't expect me to come to where you are and run it for you you. Okay. And I say that lovingly, but firmly. Okay. Yes. I want to come and uh, speak to your group, but we'll talk about other things, not how to do this. Okay. Uh, Let's see here. I wanted to take a few minutes to show everyone, Tim, this article of mine about the agenda when the Republicans were in charge, large and in charge And this was the agenda. This was from 2019. And this was when the human capital plans or the HC plans. Okay. And I go on to tell you, and there's an image there. If you could pause. And for those who can't see it, I'm going to explain it to you. It's the one with all the sticky notes. If you'll 
scroll just a tiny there we go okay now this one shows you this is a literal roadmap and this was when john king was about to be confirmed as secretary of education okay uh, you can help stop the overreach by the federal and U.S. governments in education. And what everything you see on the left at every level of education, from daycare to workforce, in every school choice and colleges and universities. Okay, how can you be okay with this? And where does it start? It tells you all of these were embedded in Race to the Top, as well as other educational legislation. And it started with the Common Core State Initiative. It then goes to career tech education or college and career readiness. It then goes into career pathways or career clusters, which goes back to STEM, science, technology, engineering, and math, which will go STEM to STEAM. We can also update it to incorporate STREAM. And I give you all the names that the acronym was under there. It also tells you that there's a STEM affinity network, which is a national network, as well as the STEM master course and the STEM pathways. And I left out, much to my chagrin, that there's a national career tech education uh, network as well, Tim. So this goes to show you this was under an all our watch. But yet it's all the Democrats who've done this. This particular article will go on to tell you hands-on coding or STEM for preschoolers. It will go on to tell you about how the uh, Patriot Act will tie into all this. It will go on to tell you how, oh my goodness, Secretary DeVos, $10 million in the pilot creation and competitive grants for partnerships for alternative stakeholders in education. What does that mean? Industry. So don't tell me that this is just a Democratic-led uh, problem. It's a unibrow problem. It absolutely is. Now, the U.S. Department of Education has a, an announcement they also have an entire website devoted to nothing but STEM. But wait a minute. Department of Education is supposed to be propping up American education. Why does it have an entire website devoted to the United Nations? Because it's part of the agenda. Yep. So it tells you here, you, as in all, every, Get used to these words, folks, because they're using them against you. Now, it goes on to tell you, this is undated, by the way. I tried my best to find a date for this. It says, today, the U.S. Department of Education will host a You Belong in STEM National Coordination Conference. The key initiative for the Biden-Harris administration called Raise the Bar STEM Excellence for All Students. Cradle to grave, folks. Cradle to grave. It goes on to tell you that they will implement and scale equitable, high-quality STEM educations from pre-K to higher education, regardless of background, to ensure 21st century career readiness and global competitiveness. Just go ahead and think that PCAST report from 2014, 2015, if you will, because there it is. Incredible. Incredible. And people don't even know it. Yeah. They're just doing yes. it and people don't even know they're doing it. Absolutely. Also from the feds, uh, excuse me, also from the federal government. This is 
the Perkins Collaborative Resource Network. Now, why is Perkins? Perkins funding is what is the go-to fund for career tech education, okay? And this, what does it scream? Work-based learning. What happened to academic-based learning? Nope, it's been replaced. Work-based learning. And it goes on to tell you, oh, yes, here are all the things that we're doing to prop this up because one of the things we have to do is increase the youth-based learning opportunities, okay? Well, think about our neighbors across the ocean, the European Union and their youth guarantee. It targets youth. And who are youth? 16 to 25, because they are supposedly the most likely age group to either be out of school or out of a job. But honey, if we can get them in on this youth guarantee, we've either got them one of two places in a career building, supposed career building education or enslavement or an actual job. Because after all, they can't be out on the street just being themselves. They can't take a year or two to find out what it is that they're interested or maybe go take a trip or or do whatever it was we used to do in between high school and our, our college or our career. Nope, we have to get them right into that new slot. Why? Because if you look at the cookie cutter process, if you look at the way that the entire Common Core machine stacked the standards, it was in quick succession with no break whatsoever. Ever, because you cannot take a moment to think for yourself or breathe for yourself. The rest of everything that is in the email that Tim will put into the archives for you will be uh, previous research that I've done that will point you to some of the specifics and other smoking guns and ways and areas that you can find out. This is where I need to be jumping on the bandwagon. Yeah, and and part of just so people understand, part of why Lynn does what she does is not just to inform you; she's to inform you and point you in the right direction, so that you can do the investigation in your own community, in your own state, and then you can act on it. Because again, these people are supposed to be working for us. If we don't know what they're doing, I mean, what would you think of a guy who owns a a, a small store? And he's got a couple of employees, and he never goes in the store to see what the employees are doing. Maybe they're robbing him blind. Maybe they're being nasty to the customers or whatever they're doing. And he never does anything. And then when he finds out about it, he just kind of goes, oh, well, they're just going to be, that's just the way employees are today. Right. Well, well nobody again, does that. that. Goes, it goes back to the, the employers are whining and moaning about that. But then this is where the school's coming in and go, okay. Well, we've got the hard skills or the mastery or the competency, but we're going to work on those soft skills, which is that social and emotional manipulation. Now, for folks, so they'll know what they're looking for, okay? P-Tech, that programming tech, otherwise known as coding. I give you all the archives for that, okay? My very first article was in 2015, Tim, and it featured the states of New York and Colorado, far removed from South Carolina, but yet there it was, okay? Jobs for the future, that is going to also relate to um, your attendance zones that mm. are mentioned in this Hetchinger article. I give you a property website that's good on explaining real estate as far as what an attendance zone is. Let's just suffice it to say for time's sake, an attendance zone prescribes where you'll go to school. 
it will prescribe where you as the family will go and find your hub for all your one-stop shop services that this uh, garbage is setting up. It also will marry up to the inclusion zones, which I wrote an article about back in 2019 that showed how Mooresville, North Carolina, where I live, was setting up what was known as workforce housing to be close or within walking distance or short travel distance of the for-profit trade school that exists here. Now, the problems with that is, first of all, it crosses a major intersection with no safe way to cross the road. Number two, those apartments have been fully uh, built and are now leasing and people are flocking to them because after all, it is so close to the school. So again, this agenda is to rein you in folks of where you'll live, where you'll work, where you go to get your health care, and it won't be the doctor, it'll be the local school. Mm. This is totally setting you up, and Greenville is being teased out as your model city. Yep, yep. All right, is that all you got for us today here, That's Glenn? it. All that right. is it. Okay. The whole stinky mess. <laughs> All right. Well, we appreciate you as always. Uh, Lynn puts a lot of time into uh, bringing this information. And I know she doesn't do it just here either. She has her own show and things of that nature. In fact, uh, before we close out here, Lynn, tell people where they can find your show and uh, what time it's on. Okay. Catching Fire News is an entire network, and I record it every other Monday. I have no control over when it's broadcast, but if you subscribe to Catching Fire News on Rumble, look for my show. It's called Point Blank, and it usually will have either my lovely face or my face and a guest, and we talk about how education has married up with healthcare or labor, or sometimes I'm by myself, or sometimes we talk about uh, how healthcare has usurped education or any of those things that would go into it. And then also I team with Suzanne Hamner and we do the Liberty Bells. We're also on Rumble. Mm-hmm. Uh, we uh, do a weekly live broadcast on Facebook. That's always Thursday morning at 1130 Eastern time. So you can catch us there on Facebook with under the Liberty Bells. Okay. All right, Lynn, again, we appreciate you and all your work. And if you guys want to help Lynn, uh, don't do it via the snowball thing. Uh, If you want to send me a message on Facebook or uh, through the contact button at sonsoflibertymedia.com or any of those kinds of things, then uh, happy to to try to get you an an address if you want to send a check or if you want to support her some way, we'll we'll get you something. If you you want to do it with credit card or whatever, we'll get something where you can do that. If you want to say thank you for just informing you for these things, I think it's great. One more thing I want to add here, uh, you know, our nurse and nutritionist for Saturday, Kate Shimerani, she starts her new show tonight. And just wanted to plug that out there, too. I uh, want to do that with Lynn because Lynn's so gracious in coming on every week. I want to do the same thing with Kate because she does the same thing. It will be on dlive.tv forward slash Unity News. F- Unity News is where you want to go to on dlive.tv. That will be at 7 p.m. UK time. So if you're in my time zone, like Eastern Standard Time, it's five hours behind that. So it's like, what, 2 o'clock in the afternoon, 2 Eastern 
uh, 7 o'clock p.m. UK time. That is dlive.tv forward slash Unity News. This is her premiere thing. And I think she's, for those of you who are interested in, you love it when we have uh, D. Manny Mitchell on uh, for the cannabis and stuff. D's going to be on their first show tonight. So uh, hope you guys can enjoy that. Anyway, uh, Bradley be with you at 3 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Central, SonsOfLibertyMedia.com. And then we'll be back with you in the morning, Lord willing, bright and early, 6 a.m. I promise we won't be talking about diamond and silk. Well, I'm going to try to promise that we won't be talking about that. If something else pops up, we might mention it. That is not the direction I'm planning on going, so we'll talk to you then. Lord willing, see you.